Give an account of thy stewardship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Very dear faithful, today, the eighth Sunday after Pentecost, our Lord teaches us a rather curious parable. He praises the unjust steward. He compares us to the children of the world, saying that they are wiser in their generation than the children of light. And he invites us to be friends of the mammon of iniquity. But most especially, he opens the parable with these terrible words, give an account of thy stewardship. Dear friends, these very words we too shall hear, and we shall hear them from the mouth of our sovereign judge right after death. St. Paul reminds us of this divine truth in his epistle to the Hebrews. It is appointed unto men once they die, and after this, the judgment. St. Thomas Aquinas teaches that each man will undergo a double judgment. One, as being a part of mankind, and that is the general judgment at the end of time, and one as an individual, and that is the particular judgment immediately following death. This is where each person will receive his due according to his actions, and we will give an account of our stewardship. It is quite beneficial to, to think often of our particular judgment. No one can escape it, just as no one can escape death. We will be judged. We will be judged upon every instant of our life. What did we do with the gifts of God, with all the time he granted us here on earth? So let's meditate together upon the particular judgment that will be ours. When? Immediately following death, the soul will find itself before God. Not face to face, as it will be in heaven, but we will be placed before his presence. His divine light will illuminate our soul in such a way that our soul will see itself as it is, with its virtues and merits, with its imperfections, sins, and hidden faults. Who? The judge will be our Lord himself. He is the perfectly informed judge. He sees all. He knows all. He is infinitely just and he will judge according to the laws of the gospel. Hence the interest to know them here on earth. He is a judge incapable of being corrupted. No buying him out. He will pronounce the sentence in all truth and justice. Unlike something we recently saw on American soil. His sentence will not be altered. Even if you make an offer, the world couldn't refuse. Now, 
Jesus is infinitely good, patient, merciful, brother, and friend. You see him tender and sweet in the confessional and on the altar. But then, he will be a just judge. It is written, who can stand before the face of his indignation? And who shall resist against the fierceness of his anger? When we appear before him, he will say, Yes, I am Jesus, he whom you have betrayed, denied, and crucified. Horrible reality, but it's the reality of our sins whose seriousness we neglect. We do not think of it enough, and that is a little victory for the devil. If we thought of our upcoming judgment more often, we would most certainly sin less. The saints trembled at the thought of their judgment, and we dare blow it off. There's a reason why David sings in the Psalms, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Think of your judgment to come, and you will be wise beyond your years. The accused, our soul alone with its works. The evil tree will be cut and cast into the fire, as we saw in last week's gospel. But the good tree will have its fruits harvested by the judge. Impossible to escape the look of this all-powerful judge. The just will be saved, but the unrepentant sinner, where can he hide? The accusers, it will be our own conscience that we have snubbed, and our judgment we can neither lie nor deny. Our guardian angel, whom we have so often forgotten and saddened, and the angels of our brethren, whom we have so often scandalized. The matter of our judgment, all of our actions, good and bad, will be unveiled. The evil committed, sins of all sorts, mortal or venial, public or hidden, sins of action, word, thought, their causes, malice and effects, sins of childhood, adolescence, and adulthood. But not only the evil committed, also the good omitted, whether willfully or through culpable negligence. All this will be the matter of our judgment. Pray that we won't have to say, but Lord, when did I see you naked, thirsty, hungry, sick, or in prison? Dear friends, we will also be judged, and this maybe we should think of more often as practicing Catholics, we will also be judged upon the good poorly done. How often does vanity, pride, hypocrisy, or the desire to appear tarnish or spoil our good deeds? They become like fake gold. Grace is received without fruit. Abuse or negligence of the sacraments, retreats, homilies, good examples. 
wasted graces. And lastly, time. Time will be a matter of our judgment. Time poorly used or lost. We shall have to give an account of all this, all the graces, all the gifts, all the time, the use of our faculties, our eyes, our ears, mouth, hands, feet, tongue. They are all goods that God has entrusted to our care like a steward. And he will tell us to give an account of our stewardship. The culminating moment of our judgment is the final sentence. The sentence is eternal. It is without appeal. No more prayers to be addressed. The time to merit has passed. There will no longer be excuses to offer. Weakness, ignorance, temptations, but the graces were never lacking. The sovereign judge will remind us of what he said to St. Paul, my grace more than suffices. The soul dead in the state of mortal sin will then hear their terrible condemnation. Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire, which was prepared for the devil and his angels. You yourself have chosen hell. Me, I have loved you with an eternal love. I offered you every means of salvation. I gave you my life. I gave you my body and blood. I gave you my church. I gave you my priests. I offered you my pardon, but you have willingly rejected my love. You have preferred fleeting pleasure to eternal joy. I gave you everything and you chose hell anyway. The just soul, on the other hand, the one who died in the state of grace, faithful to their baptism and humble recipients of God's mercy, they will hear the most consoling sentence possible. Come, ye blessed of my Father, possess you the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. What will our sentence be? That depends entirely upon us. Be always ready, my friends, because we will be held accountable and we must take at least as much care for our soul as the world does for its own affairs. That's why our Savior says, the children of this world are wiser in their generation than the children of light. Our Lord offers us a wake-up call in today's gospel. He desires to shake the indifference out of us so that we might work as hard for our sanctification as the world does to amass its perishable treasures. So dear faithful, here and now let's make sure our accounts are in good order. The priest, the administrator of God, the dispenser of his graces is at your disposition. Get ready for judgment. Pay your debts, meaning make a good confession. 
reimburse your loans, meaning do penance and give alms. And once purified, never cease again to nourish yourself with the body of Christ. And thus, your judgment will be an occasion of reward and not reprobation. If your judgment was right now, what would your sentence be? If you are not ready to give an account of your stewardship, then fly to the sacraments. We never know when God will call us to give an account of our stewardship. May Our Lady, may Our Lady watch over us and make sure we're ready. She is our most powerful advocate. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.